0: So today we're talking all things marketing, Mercury's Heart Conference, and really what I recommend, what I reject, and what I learned. So stay tuned. Now, I'm coming to you from a very <laughs> unique place. Uh, as you'll find in the next few months, I am traveling pretty much full time. Um, just because one, I like to, I really have been wanting to for the longest time and it seems like a perfect time to kind of travel more of the U.S. specifically to more of the entrepreneur hub since a lot of my clients and I think a lot of you guys as well are uh, scattered around the U.S. so I'm going to be currently as I'm recording this I'm in Miami for a week and then going to be going down to San Diego, Austin, Denver and then a few other places in between that uh, for the next few months. So Audio-wise, I'm hoping that I can keep it relatively okay for you, (laughs) but just as a heads up, I can't say for sure because every place it'll be either might be a co-working space, might be an Airbnb. Right now, I'm currently in a a WeWork space on the seventh floor of this gorgeous building where all I see is just like beautiful rainbow type of art, which I will definitely post on Instagram and link down here in case you want to see what my view is. Um... But that's why if you hear bangs, I just wanted to say so. So let's get into the actual good part, which I know you guys are listening to. So this was the first conference I had been to in two years. I actually decided to go on a whim. I think it was about June. I actually didn't know too, too much about the Funnel Gorgeous people. Um, They do uh, similar things to me, but not in a more done-for-you style, definitely more of a teaching others to do it for them, and also not as, like, comprehensive in the sense of what I do with my clients holistically, so I knew I'd learn a lot just from, like, if there's gaps or, like, small things here and there, it'd be great, but truly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, why I initially went, it's because I had never been to Disney World, (laughs) and the conference is actually at one of the places, one of the resorts at Disney World, and... You know, how can you pass up a, uh, an ability to go to a conference that's you know five minutes away from it? So that was very much a motivating factor. And two, is actually seeing some people um, who I would never be able to see and I'm outside of you know the virtual space. And I feel like so many of us have been cooped up for the last few years that we really want that connection. And I know for sure this wasn't even talked about in the conference, but I've talked about it with some clients and also just hearing from other colleagues as well is that, you know, event marketing and relationship marketing is going to be so huge. These, I mean, especially event marketing is going to be really huge the next couple years just because everyone's going to want to get out and do more things that I'd be very surprised if I didn't see an influx of retreats and events starting. This felt like the first kind of like kickoff before it really starts to go, probably closer towards the fall of this year and just kind of go from there. So that's kind of the reason of why I went I got lucky where a few of my, I had one of my past clients, one of my business friends, Jordan of Systems Save Me was there as well. So I got to meet, meet them in real life and talk to them. Uh, yeah, one of my old clients, Lee, who's an amazing coach and author, and I'll make sure to uh, link them as well below. But it was just amazing to see people that I, I knew and then also people who I didn't know. So anyway, that's the reason why. And now let's get into what I felt like really landed with me and what really didn't. So the great thing about any type of conference is that not all of it is meant to connect with you, especially in that moment, because depending on where you're at in your business, in your life journey, in your, you know, whatever part of the space you're in, every talk is not supposed to land with you. And especially if there's, cause I think there was about 15 or so, 12 to 15 talks. Um, I would be afraid if all of those talks resonated with me, because that's so many more things to implement. And for those who have been here for a while, you, re- you know I'm a huge fan of just-in-time learning and just-in-time doing. And I find that if we take that time to really focus on what is the next best thing or next three things to implement, which I'm so happy they actually put part of that as the end of the summit was like a 45-minute um, discussion at the end, like the last day of what is the one thing you're going to implement – So, so loved that. Probably one of my favorite things about the conference is that they really tried to make sure that you guys, that people weren't overwhelmed. Um, But, so that's going to be said that the things that I reject are usually a mixture of they just weren't aligned for me or um, I didn't feel a need to pursue it in this business model. So that's why I want to say that. Let's start with the good of, you know, what I really learned and resonated with. So I noticed they even mentioned as well, there's this really heavy push not even push but emphasis on relationship marketing and this is something that i know for myself in my business as a service provider and again most of their clients are service providers it makes sense why they really promoted that as well relationship marketing you really can't you can't uh escape in a great way because it's essentially allowing you to build up a network of people who are going to be there standing the test of time like uh regardless of your pivots, regardless of them, because they are connected to you and how you show up and like who you are. So I mean, just to give you examples of like what relationship marketing is, you know, it's the client referrals, it's the affiliates, it's the people who are like in your corner who want to advocate for you, right? So that was a huge part. There's actually I think three or four different types of um, different types of speakers who talked about that and for in different in different ways one of my favorites which I will shout out if I can find them I have like 20 pages of notes they goes us a really great notebook I think it was from her name was Laura Meyer I'll have to like double check her na- uh, name so I can link that here uh, she had a really great relationship based marketing for those who are service providers again depending on what your business model is this is why it's like really important for you to know what you're wanting to do and if it really aligns with you so in this case i did and i really loved talking about relationship marketing because a lot of my clients bring clients to me a lot of people find me through podcasts through different programs i'm a guest expert in through other clients and so forth so i found it personally useful because that's something i am stepping more into for myself in 2022 uh along with which i'm really happy about was talking about the mixture of like organic marketing and how to really blend that with cold and make it a little bit more systematized so Julie did a really good job about talking about those like traffic buckets essentially and how to really choose your next marketing campaign depending on your goal I really really loved that That that's actually the first talk of the conference which was really smart of them because they just like started with a really great bang (laughs) of a speech Um, that was very how-to focus which I really appreciated The other pieces, I'm just like making sure. Oh, yeah, the relationship one was called like how to create a win win type of relationship, which I really loved. Um, And the last piece so, you guys know I'm a huge geek when it comes to like marketing and intentionality when it comes to marketing and branding and messaging. So, I really loved Kathy's speech on spellbinding offers and spellbinding branding because I found that it was really, really impactful, (laughs) truly. So, I'm hoping that. Uh, this is, and again, when I say all of this, everything we talked about in these workshops or in these conferences or yeah, in these speeches, I already knew, which is not a bad thing. But what it does and what it allows you to do, there's some type of phrase that I heard a while ago where it's like, the best type of people is even if they know, the, you know what they're being taught, they still listen because you'll find a new nugget from that same reminder, and I find that was kind of what happened for me, where nothing that they taught was like revolutionary, where it's like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. But it was a reminder to go deeper and to also see part of like the why behind it as well. These, these speech, speeches and workshops are something where, you know, you can't really go super deep because you only have, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes up there um, and you have a diverse group of people. So I really enjoyed just them kind of reminding me, confirming back to what I already was wanting to go into for 2022 and what I'm, you know, teaching clients as well of what we're doing together and like the services that I do have, which again, if you want to hear more, uh, you can feel free to download the Visionary Vortex Assessment or go to my Work With Me page to hear about that. Um, but those are the biggies that I felt like really connected to me. They also talked about, which I really loved, is around how we are moving into a Web3 marketing, which I've already been talking about a little bit online, you know, how there's this huge influx of crypto, of VR and so forth that you have to make sure that as a marketer, you're really up to date with it because as a client who comes to me, one of the biggest things that I do is help them to recalibrate their sales funnel, their sales message, that it's not just up to date, but it stays current for months and years on end and stays resonant and relevant for months and years on end. And if I don't learn about things like Web 3, then I'm doing them a disservice because then they're not getting the most value and the most um, accurate piece they can get outside of on top of, you know, like the holistic pieces around like the energetics and so forth. So I think it was just a huge, uh, it was a really cool thing to see for that. Now, the things that I rejected, again, I'm, I'm using a very harsh word rejected, but the reason why I'm saying that is because these are things that I just knew fundamentally I don't want to focus on for 2022 and also Part of me would tell some of you also not to do the same. If you are even in the course creation space, some of these probably really entice you, but they can also be Shining Object Syndrome. So I'm talking about that right now. The First thing is virtual summits. These are a big endeavor. And I love the girl who's, who talked about it was so sweet. And like, she was such a good human. Um, and obviously had great uh, success with it. And at first it even like caught me. I was like, ooh, that would be fun to have this kind of like, money come in just because, but as someone who recently did a uh, an online event or online summit to some degree for the Femme Fortelle series that was in uh, November, I noticed how much work that was because you're having to make sure you have everything pre-recorded with, not always, but have things that are, you know, ready to go, to have all the emails ready to have the people and like check in with the people who are speaking to like make sure they promote that. Make like sure you're promoting it every day and hyping it up. Like, it's a lot of work. So, I, and she did mention that a little bit, that it is a lot of work, but I found that if someone who wasn't as, like, focused in on the energy they want to, uh, like, come into the space with, it can be really shiny object syndrome. And for me, that was just something where I knew I didn't want to put in that type of work just for a summit, that then you can get a little bit of money off of on the back end, with like a virtual paid um, replay kind of pass. Um, for me, I'd rather do more like high touch points, these like more intimate one-to-one pieces. Uh, so again, that was just like something that I didn't, I don't believe I want to do. And really it's great for audience growth, but you have to make sure that you know your time and energy you can actually put into this, which for so many people who come to me, they're at a space where they don't want to add more onto their plate. They are successful, visionary type people who already have a lot on their calendar They don't want to add a whole new, you know, summit thing, especially if they're going to have to do it themselves. If you had someone else, even the person talked about, like, how she has two now full-time employees who just help out with summit. So that's kind of why I just, I thought it was really great info. I just wasn't really aligned with it. Um, The other pieces were around, oh, yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, It's, it's, Oh, it's like a productized service. So she called it like a, a de-commerce product where essentially it's not like a liquid or a, a self-liquidating offer where it's like a small course. Essentially, this is supposed to be kind of a way to have your service be productized and sold. It's a done for you, you know, kind of like done for you hybrid. You see this a lot. I'm going to say this easily to make people understand because even I was like, oh, um you see this a lot with lawyers who do those like contract templates. So that's kind of like one of the big ways that people seem to do this type of stuff. But the issue again, that I'm gonna come back to is that there's a difference between like the time invested versus the payoff. And I find for me, I would rather go deeper with someone, have it be a little bit more high touch, be have it be a little bit more of a higher investment. Um, so they get a, a greater form of transformation then try and figure out how to systematize my my service because honestly my services are very highly customized to the person but that doesn't work for my business model and i actually don't want it to as well at, the, at this time in my life so i just say no for me and also again these are things that are are heavily investment of time and energy um so depending on where you're at it's probably not going to be the right place for you especially if you're someone who's in the course creation space you already have a course this it's a very hard um, option to do because you really have to have like already a tangible deliverable you can give that then you productize it's a it's something that you really have to be in like the right place for I'm not gonna lie so those were the biggies the last piece is oh yeah there was one around Facebook groups like monetizing them and again I personally don't want a Facebook group uh, not because I don't think they can be valuable but one I think we can all relatively say that Facebook hasn't going through it's going through it's changes it's growing pains and I feel like groups have become a lot more of kind of like a ghost yard, is it ghost yard? Graveyard for the, uh, you know, paid courses come usually with a Facebook group or a free group that then will sell them into a paid course. None of these are bad, but it's just kind of like where people are moving into. This person was in a different industry, so he was talking a little bit differently about it. But again, as someone who knew that I didn't really want to have that container, I love more of these like podcasts and more intimate type pieces. That just wasn't something that I wanted to do, but he talked about like sponsorships with your Facebook group. I thought, again, very cool if you have already that audience, but I don't think it's worth the effort of creating a whole Facebook group that's like huge that is just for that reason. So again, none of this is something that I feel like you have to do or not have to do. You really have to know your time and effort, but so many people who come to me are used to the space where they're just like, I already have so much on my plate, I am ready to step into more ease to have things work for me again that are just simple and seamless and uh, timeless as much as it can be in the sales funnel space uh, and messaging space that that's what they come to be for. So most of these again are basically the antithesis of that. They don't allow you more time, <laughs> they don't allow you more uh, space, it usually requires more effort. So that's why I wanted to say, that's why I rejected those essentially. Now, what I recommend from the, the piece, I mean, it's kind of similar to what I learned, is, you know, I really do believe that you can't deny relationship marketing. I think it's something that is just so important that is so always going to be helpful for you, especially if you decide to pivot at any point, if you want to grow your audience without starting with um, ads again. Like, it's just such a huge thing that I do, even if you're not a search writer, if you're a coach, like, you know, there are, or course creator, there are affiliates, that kind of stuff as well. You just can't go wrong with relationship marketing, <laughs> just gonna be honest. <laughs> and the other thing that I really wanna say here that I noticed was just this piece around hearing how online marketing really has to become an ecosystem again versus the, which is so true, which I tell my clients, it's like, you know, sales funnels, they are a living, breathing thing. And I'll talk about this in the next episode of what, I, what my definition of what we're moving into with sales funnel and sales messaging are. Um, And I will say also, side note, I need, after this podcast, (laughs) I need to uh, roll down the windows because it's getting warm. I forgot that Miami is warm. I'm here in like March (laughs) and in shorts and a tank top and it's still warm. Anyway, uh, I just, I think it's important to say that as we were like, as we're talking to more people is like this ecosystem piece where you need to have, what I call an online presence, which is why I call the podcast, the online presence podcast, because everything needs to work together in order to really have it work for you. So the issue is that we kind of were conditioned the last few years to only focus on like, set up the course, set up the funnel, we're good to go. And that's just not how it actually works, especially not now that every piece both from the passive side to the active side has to be in unison so that it works for you and that you're not being chained again back to your like showing up online if you don't want to so those are the things that i saw that's what i recommend um I'll definitely post some more pictures from it. I, <laughs> I, I've been doing this thing where I'm creating a great content bank of like taking pictures and videos in the moment and then posting them later, mainly because I don't like to try and stay out of the moment. I like to try and be in as much as possible and I find this is a good balance for me. But I do have a few pictures um, that, I can, that I can post for, for everyone and I'll definitely talk more about it. But for your next step, <laughs> as they talked about, I'd really recommend whatever resonated with you here. Feel free to DM me or a screenshot and share on your Instagram and tag me at Danielle Clem so I can reshare. Because something I think is important too is also really recommitting to what you're willing to do for your business and for yourself. And I find that so many people, even if you are very self accountable, still can help to have someone who's in your corner who's like giving you that validation, that feedback to like go forward with it. So I would love to like support you in that way and share that with you. And if you're wanting to also know like what real things are kind of starting to feel off for you, your business and your sales funnel and your marketing in general i really recommend you go and get that visionary vortex free assessment it is fantastic and you're going to really enjoy hearing more about it outside of just like two there's three exercises that are in there to help you figure out what they are both from a practical from a energetic and also from a mental level as well so it's really really helpful very thorough very holistic and i can't wait for you to get inside have any questions again you always know where to find me and i'll see you guys in the next or <laughs> talk to you guys in the next episode